Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up woman. This podcast is brought to you by M&S Beauty. They've done the legwork so you don't have to. Prepare to be surprised. By the way, if you listen to this on a new app called Entail, E-N-T-A-L-E, you'll be able to see pictures, shop links, and generally have a really relaxing magazine experience. Hi, I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine, but a uh, high class problem. I've just started wearing braces and everybody's being unbelievably rude about it. Uh, probably because I can't really speak and I'm lisping and spitting everywhere, which I agree is not charming. And I look like I'm going to go and play hockey, um, like I've got a gum shield. And uh, yeah, my husband is being mean to me. Annabelle's being mean to me. Yes, In fact, how like, are you, Annabelle? I don't like your braces. I'm absolutely fine, except for your braces. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm absolutely fine, but I got moisturiser in my eye this morning. So I'm kind of all roomy-eyed, which is not making me feel my most glamorous and sexy. Um, but things aren't so bad. Because um, how to introduce today's guest? Well, she has many identities, has Lauren Mann, nicknamed Lolly, because she's also known as SAS influencer Girl Stole London, all hair like Demi and a gob like Dyer. But mostly you'll know her as part of a trio of women who changed the national conversation about cancer forever. Lauren was diagnosed with breast cancer two years ago at 32. Desperate for reassurance, she went online to find like-minded women experiencing the illness. But all she found were doomsaying digital communities, so she created her own Girl vs. Cancer on Instagram and found her tribe. There she met Deborah James, who was diagnosed with stage 4 bowel cancer, age 35, and Rachel Bland, a BBC News presenter who was diagnosed with breast cancer, age 37. The three women hosted a BBC Five live podcast called You, Me, Big C, which became a huge hit. Now, this is the hard part. Rachel Bland died two months ago. But the impact that she, Lauren and Deborah have made is immeasurable. As well as dealing with the grief, the last few months have been a whirlwind for Lauren, winning podcast award after podcast award, deservedly, going on first dates, compellingly, and launching the second collection of her fundraising, Tit Tees. Hello, Lauren. Hello. How are you? I'm absolutely fine, but menopausal hot flushes, ladies. Oh. The bane of my life. I don't think I slept a wink last night. I just kept waking up saturated. How hot do you get? How wet do you get? I mean, slippery. You (laughs) could, like, this is the whole thing. I can't share a bed with anyone at the moment because they just slide right off the other side. (laughs) Like an orange pip. You'd fly across the room. You're only small. Yeah, flinged. (laughs) Flung. Um, Yeah, the menopausal hot spots are the bane of... Swats? Sweats are the the bane of my life at the moment. Like, um, I went into full-blown medical menopause February, March. So quite some time after your treatment. Yeah. So how do they they put you, just shut your hormones down? Yeah, so I'm on a drug called, so I've got two drugs that I take. I take a tablet every day called tamoxifen. The famous one. Yeah, which blocks the estrogen receptors in a lot of your body, so your breast, vagina, and all the fun places. Um, and then I have Zolodex injections, which men have for prostate cancer as well, because it shuts the signal from your pituitary gland. Okay. So it just puts my ovaries to sleep, hence why I had my eggs frozen before I started treatment, because they mm. knew this was going to happen. So my cancer was hormonal, so they're basically like, let's just starve mm. any cancer cells that might yeah. be floating around your body. Just assume that hormones just, are the enemy. Yeah. Also, it made me laugh when I saw on the telly you said that the moment you got your diagnosis, you said, I may be wrong, fuck off, I haven't got any bastard tits. Yeah, that is exactly what I said. <laughs> I did, and my mum told me off for swearing, and I said, fuck off, mum, I've got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, if there's any time that you can actually swear to your mother, this is it. Yeah, I was like, fuck So, off. heart flushes and menopausal symptoms aren't really talked about. Emily and I were talking the other day. The only time we've seen it really on the telly and mm. something glamorous, it was in House of Cards mm. when Robin Wright Penn just stood in front of the fridge quite a lot. Mm. And it's not explained. She's said, just yeah. in front of the fridge, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Does I, that I, work? Yes, definitely. I I've been naked a lot of the time as well. Mm. I just walk around. It's, it's quite hard when you share a room, uh, share a house with four other people. <laughs> I'll be honest. You have to make it's a good job. I work from home alone a lot of the time. <laughs> but I I I don't think it is talked about, and I think it's just such a weird thing that it isn't because it literally is going to happen to every single I think, half of the population. I think women think they can just. I think they think menopause happens to other people, yeah. and that they can keep it at bay through sheer willpower because it has had such bad and such sexist yeah, but just, press. But it's just part of, I think the problem is, if we talked about it more, then there would be more out there to help us. Yeah, because like everything. Moment, yeah, everything would be catered for. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, we all know that we're going to go through puberty. We all know we're going to go through those things and it's talked about. But this is the other, this is the flip side of the coin, but we all know it's going to happen. Mm. And so also, if it's talked about in the tone that we talk to yeah. ourselves, that's the thing. I mean, that was the thing with Girl versus Cancer, yeah. is that you set it up because what you found was a was a, was a community that, that was kind of scaremongering and kind of doomsaying. Yeah. And you were not kind of, it wasn't like, listen, how the fuck are we going to, am I going to handle yeah. it? And how's it going to fit into my life? And I think that's the thing, isn't it? If we can create a space where people can talk yeah. lightly to but in each a, other. But in a much, much smaller way yeah. than cancer, there's a sort of atmosphere around menopause that life is then over. Yeah, it's, and it's not that. And that's the thing, but you're made to feel it is exactly. because there's nothing to support you. Yeah, They've shut down so many menopause clinics. Everything's been like closed down. There's no funding. And it's like, there's women all over the world who are not sleeping yeah. and having men, like, having mood swings. That's not a good mix. Well, uh, potentially. <laughs> For the no, safety no. and security of our nation. No, potentially derailing their entire lives. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, you know. it, is a massive, it is a massive switch. And I do appreciate that my situation is men, medical menopause is very severe and very swift. And you're in the throes. There's no gradual build-up. You're in. So how long is this going to go on for? Five years. Whoa. Yeah. And can you? And what kind of chemical support do they... Well, there's often been antidepressant. I'm like, hey, no, sister, I'm not doing that. I've, I had, like, um, mental health... Um, bouts of bad mental health in my mid-twenties, and I did the antidepressant thing, which is fine, because it did get me off the floor. But I didn't like how numb it made me feel. And actually, having been through this whole experience with cancer, the one thing that I'm so grateful for is that I feel everything so much deeply, and I don't want anything in my body that's gonna numb that feeling, because it's it's a gift. Yeah, it's, it's part of, of the survival gifts. mechanism as well, isn't it? It is. So I'm like, I don't really wanna take those, and also I get fed up of medical professionals, and I know it's because they're stretched, but going in and going here, have a pill, and it's like, actually, no, can we look at acupuncture? Can we look at Reiki? Can we look at reflexology? Can we look at any like herbal remedies I can take? Any like practical changes I can make to my lifestyle? I mean, they've said, uh, like, slow down on the alcohol and the coffee. I was about to say, what about the booze? Thing is, I'm like, I like a drink, and I'm, I know a lot of people out in the cancer community are like, you're glamorising drinking. No, I'm not. I'm a normal 33-year-old girl, and I like to go out and have a glass of wine with my friends. Mm. I'm not going to stop that because something came in my body and tried to kill me. If I'm going down, I'm going down drunk. Right? <laughs> so it's You heard it here, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I just feel like, why... Like I, I drink. I like to think I drink in moderation. I don't drink half as much as I used to before I got ill. So I'm not bloody having the menopause take that from me and all. I don't think you should even have to defend that choice. Yeah, that's no, not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, so on this podcast, we talk about all sorts of things. Mm. We talk about um, how we feel about our faces and bodies, mm. how we grew into our faces and bodies, mm. um, and obviously the last 
four years or so have been a really intense journey for you. Two yeah, years? Two years, Two yeah. years have been a really intense journey for you. Um, but I'd like to go back, 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 back. Yeah. Um, to when you were just a wee thing. And, you know, it all begins with our mothers. Yes, it does. What did you learn at your mother's knee in terms of, you know, how you might feel as a woman, how you might put on your armour, makeup, all that sort of thing? What was her shtick? My mum isn't a massive makeup person, if I'm honest. Like, my mum, when she puts on a bit of lipstick, you're like... Mum, you told up. <laughs> what so, you doing, Mum? Yeah, exactly. Like she's never been one to draw an Mom, eyebrows. You minx. Nothing. But I loved that though because I never was brought up thinking I had to wear makeup, um, which was really nice. And to be honest, like as a, as even now to this day, I'm very minimal with mine. But I think my, my mum taught me more about kind of being a woman and being confident with her attitude. I am Tina Man's daughter, hundred percent. Like, Can't if, wait to meet Tina Man. She's amazing. Like when when. I get my attitude from her, even my attitude all the way through my treatment was from my mum. Like, she's just quite, she's a, she's an alpha female. Um, she makes no excuses, she says what she thinks, um, but not in a horrible way. Um, so when you were sort of 14, were you, so you weren't really into makeup, you were just sort of playing around? Yeah, when I was 14. What were your biggest makeup disasters, or what was your hair like then? Okay, so 14 you got the gummy crop now, which is quite grown up, Yeah, actually. thank you, yeah, it's, it's, it's my adult haircut. But my, um... So when I was 14, I would say I looked like what I say is Lady Sovereign. Do you remember Lady Sovereign? Yeah. Yes. I was Lady Soft. So I was a garage girl. I'd be my Gap hoodie. I did ass tracksuit bottoms. All the jewellery? Like, sovereigns, yeah. Mm. Big gold hoops in with the balls on the ends. Yeah. Probably with a spliff in my hand, if I'm honest. Sitting around an estate. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> Londoner. Um, of course. But I was like slicked the front bit of my hair. So you know you have the middle part yeah. in and then the front bit was slicked down and you used to tie it with a ponytail at the very ba- base of your neck and then straighten your hair with an iron. We used to straighten with, an, with an actual iron. With an actual so well. iron. Brown black paper and iron our hair. So I'd have slicked front bit and then um, long straight hair or... So you would tie the slick front bit underneath So your... it stayed really tight to the head incredibly unflattering and also yes. sort of oddly puritanical <laughs> yeah it's very quite nice Amish. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah it was quite and and then if you know if you go to school because I couldn't be bothered like ironing my hair whole whole head slicked so centre part and slicked all the way back to a very low bun with a giant blue PVC scrunchie oh scrunchies always make it blue comeback. always PVC it was the only one I had <laughs> um, <laughs> it was yeah, a firm fave I can't believe you managed to hold on to it it was my one. And it was like, I did loads of hair bands and I just put the scrunchie, but I didn't like tie it round. I just like put it over. So it was it's quite, quite stage big. school. It's quite Brit school, that. Yeah. Like just off to my dancing lesson. Yeah, but it was very, and like the amount of wet look gel I went through. I remember at one point, actually, I got really bad dermatitis at the scalp because it couldn't bloody breathe. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so Slicking slick. it down. And was the gel blue? Blue gel. I remember blue gel. It just, as much as you could get on there. But sort of proper own brand. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It, this wasn't sort of like branded goods. It was no. just like the, I the cheapest one you could get. Yeah. Just go to the local pharmacy. It wasn't like going to Superdrug or whatever. But that was me. And like then, and I remember being at that age and thinking, I want to wear makeup. But my mum was like, you're not wearing makeup to school, and all my friends were. So she told me I couldn't wear mascara. Oh. So do you know what I did? I just drew on eyeliner. Oh. That was a look. That was a look. Eyeliner with no mascara. No mascara. Because I wasn't allowed mascara if you didn't say anything about eyeliner. (laughs) (laughs) It's all in the little details. It's like when you used to say, I'm going to be staying with Charlotte. Yeah. Didn't say, I'm going to be staying at At Charlotte. Yes. I mean, it's just all in the language. It is. And just chapstick. All all the flavoured chapsticks. Oh, my God, the chapsticks. Yeah. 
And yeah, and, and taking off the label on my chaps, you just have this skanky white, dodgy looking tube with a yeah. layer of grime around the seal. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm just really sometimes sad that tobacco. I, yeah, oh, always stuck in the chapstick. Yeah, oh, yeah. always stuck in the chapstick. What about um, perfume? Oh my god! So back in the day, um, it was like Gucci Rush. Gucci Rush. And like Versace light blue jeans. Straight and you used to, be able to the, get a little bottle, the little miniature Versace's, all the different um, well, like scents. Figurines almost. Yeah, no, like, that like, was Gautier, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but the, I had I had Jumbo Gautier as well. Yeah. And like you used to have the little bottles, so it'd be like light pink jeans or black jeans or light blue. <laughs> and you'd like, you'd like tip it upside down and just dab it because of the tiny bottles. <laughs> Yeah. Who am I today? Am I pink jeans, black jeans? Yeah, who am I? <laughs> yeah, that was, like, it was like a step up from impulse and so. Do you know what I mean? It was like, we did so, that. We I were trying to was... remember the name of the other impulse. What is so. 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 So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dot, 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 yeah. exclamation mark. So. So. <laughs> How are you uh, feeling? So. so. I remember thinking that if I wore impulse, someone would just genuinely give me flowers. Were there any rebellious things that you did with your face and body, like, piercings or tattoos or extreme do you know what i was such a fraidy cat man like i never like i had my first tattoo at 21 which was this bad boy here yeah. inspired by victoria beckham's back <laughs> she's got all these stars on her back um, me and my best friend got them done together you know so it's like it's is she I, still your best friend yeah yeah, yeah oh thank is. god okay and she's got it at the base of her neck and i've got it on, on here but we yeah i was never really like rebellious in that sense because I whenever I'd say I want a piercing I want a tattoo mum go alright then but so I'd be like oh yeah <laughs> so I don't really want one anymore <laughs> and I remember my be- one of my best friends Amy got her belly button pierced and I was like I want it done and I went with her to get it changed and I saw all the objects they would use and I'm like okay I'm fine with that yeah. it's not, no, just, no, just no. can live without it yeah can live without yeah. it so it's only really been my adult life that I've actually gone off and got loads I've now got 14 tattoos no really yeah. and what sort of loads things of are they you see you've got the uh, Chanel double C there oh, you yeah. have to take loads of pictures of them That that is not what it seems what is it I can't say the words because oh. it's a rude but it begins with C it ends in aunt uh, but. But, but why two of them <laughs> because it's me and my best friend from university we met at fashion uni Oh. And we call each other that word as a term of endearment. Oh, of course. Yes. So we're like, when it was ten years, we've been friends. But I should get tattooed. Like, <laughs> so it actually means two of those words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I've got like, I've got. I recently, I've actually had a tattoo done last three tattoos last week. So I've got a diamond done because I am one and I'm odd. I got, um, I've got here. I've got. I've just got a version of a cladder done. A version of a a cladder because I'm oh, yeah. Irish ancestry. Oh. So I designed it. With oh, the that's girl. like on those on those Irish um, love rings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it used to be Irish wedding rings. So I got that done because I've wanted one for ages, and I was like, I needed to find the right woman to do it because it's um, like doing the fine lines, and I found her. So we did that. That little G is for my nephew Griff and my dad Gary and my granddad was Jerry. Oh, that's Anne Cara. That's soulmate in Gaelic. My mum and dad have got soulmate in Gaelic. Yeah, my mum and dad have got it under their wedding bands. Oh, and I've got a positive sign. I've got a forget me not. I've got my date, my year of birth. Got a triangle, I've got a heart, I've got kisses. I've got a lot. I think stuff. it's but I love the fact that they're all they're all small I've and got a big kind one of, on my back. Oh. Loads of flowers. But they faded, so I'm getting them redone in the new year. Oh. But then I'm gonna stop for a while. But yeah. But it's been my adult life. I think it's because I'm more sure of myself. I think when I was younger. How did you feel about your physical flesh after it, you had cancer? Before how did it change the before, the during and after about your just your relationship with your body, your affection for your body? Better. It's much better now. I feel like as women, we are constantly made to feel like we are not good enough, we are not pretty enough, we're not slim enough, we're not fat enough, we don't have big enough boobs, we don't have big enough bum, we don't have a slim enough waist, we don't have thick enough lips, we don't 
you know, it's the whole beauty industry. You don't watch football matches and there's adverts for penile enlargements, but there are for breast enlargements. I just feel like it's warped. And I definitely was impacted by it a lot more before cancer. So I would You were more um, vulnerable, vulnerable to feeling yeah. less than. Yes, exactly. And I think for me as well, like, and I spoke about it on first dates and stuff, but I've always been the girl that I've never been the girl. They've always fancied my friends. They've always wanted somebody else. So I've, and I've been cheated on. I've been left for, like, left for someone else. So it's, it's, I always thought, I, the way I looked at myself wasn't favourably. I always thought, like, I'm not enough of this or enough of that. And maybe if I looked like this or I had this or I was this way, that I would be wanted or desired, that it was a problem with me, when actually now I know it's No, I think that them. when that happens, I think that the, the temptation is to try and shapeshift. Yeah. And so you just twist yourself away from who you, mm. you from your own potential, really. Exactly, and and I, I think we're all guilty of it. Like, we all berate ourselves. I mean, I've got a couple of friends who, literally, the way they talk about themselves, even in my company, the way everything's about their weight or their height or their size, and they're like, oh, oh yeah, because I've got really, f- oh, she's tiny, and I just look, and I'm like, this, I have to do the hand in face, I'm like, this is boring, mm. I ain't listening to this, so we change the conversation or you can shut up. Because mm. I won't let people do it anymore, and I, but I've Do you ever do use cancer as a weapon? Do you ever say, y- you need to be grateful for your health and your body? No, because I feel like that's not fair. It's it's re- it's not it's it's my. Oh, it would truth. be a, it would be an easy way to make people listen, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I don't. But then it's dismissing someone's because yeah. obviously there's she feels a certain way about herself for a reason. I know she was bullied a lot as a child, so I feel like that's carried with her. So it would be fair for me to kind of go cancer card. Very generous and, though. I mean, I, I yeah. agree with you, but it's very. But you, your instinct might be to just go shut up. Yeah, yeah I do. But I, I think in my way of shutting it down, that's me going yeah, enough. Enough. But the thing is, I still feel that I still look in the mirror and there's certain things about myself I would pick apart, but I just don't give it energy. I acknowledge I feel that way, but I'm like, right, enough, move on. There's more important things now. I'm not going to sit there and pull my body apart. I'm grateful to have my body. There's days where, like, I know I've eaten rubbish for a couple of weeks. I've been so busy. I've not been able to, like, eat the right foods. That's when I beat myself up now because I'm like, oh, I'm not doing right by my body. It's a different thing. It's like I want my health to be better, not the way I look. I think isn't that amazing as well to flip the conversation to say I am not doing right by my body as opposed to saying my body is not doing right by me because mm. you know it's like if you if you're in that self-loathing yeah. spiral where you look at yourself and you think oh you know it's all wrong and it's not mm. my you know and I think you can apply this to a certain extent to getting older yeah because you know that phrase anti-aging which is a yes. difficult one yeah, because yeah. it's so self-loathing because yeah. it, you can't yeah. anti-age yeah. aging is a privilege you know yeah. you, you know oh my god I'm so glad you said that is my mantra but the thing aging is, is a privilege it is you say I that. Agent is such a privilege. We are so lucky. So what when people come celebrate their birthdays, go, I'm another year older. I'm like, you are so lucky to get to this age. But also, Emily, you talk, you know, when you're That's in amazing. your in your 40s and you're doing exercise, it's great to zip up a hot dress. Yeah. It's also great to know that you might be able to tie your own shoelaces in 20 yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. Also, look what our bodies can do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just I, I still I get this like weird Claire Balding moment when I'm in the pool and I'm mm. swimming and I'm I'm like, oh my god, I can swim. Yeah. Look at that girl swimming in the lane. Yeah. No yeah. one's ever swum faster, yeah. you know, which is not true. I get overtaken by pregnant women, but um, <laughs> but the point is, is that the point is that you know it's amazing, and exactly instead of like punishing it, starving it, or whatever, exactly. you know, we should be celebrating. But also, I think before I got cancer, I was actually considering going for consultations for breast enlargement, not massive, but I wanted an, an increase because I have a very tiny chest and I wanted to feel more feminine. I didn't. I have a big dinner, and my belly sticks out more than my tits. Yeah, <laughs> it's, they do. It's not a great look. But but the thing is, that's my body, and I feel like now it's like. But in my head, I was like, I want to go and see. But actually, I think I want to wait until I've had children before I get a breast implant. How much did it occur to you when you were you were growing up? Um, that so you and you were doing your 
um, slick back hair mm. and wearing your Versace scent and doing your eyeliner, what boys would think of the way you looked and the choices that you made with your appearance? How much was it for I them? Made, they didn't look at me because I didn't have any boobs. Mm. Was it as simple as that? Oh my God, teenage boys. It's all boobs, isn't it? It's all boobs. I remember I used to wear a bra and I didn't need one just so boys would see that I was wearing a bra and flick. You know, they used to flick that <laughs> give you a bit. Yeah. Just so you could be flicked. Yeah. Yeah. That was what it was. I, I've. All my friends had boobs. They were like, my sister developed faster than I did, my younger sister. Like, she had bigger boobs. So for me, I've never felt very, like, what I'd say is feminine. I've never God, felt... boobs have really, yeah. for someone with small boobs, have really loomed large in your life. Yeah, they have, yeah. They have in mine too, because yeah. I've got really big ones, you know. That's my best mate. I was like, just take some of mine. I'm like, I will. I mean, like, I'll, I'll tell <laughs> Please you Please can I? <laughs> yeah. And my mum's got massive knockers. My mum always had a small chest, but she had three quid, three quids, three kids. Um in quite a short succession. So her boobs went from zero to hero pretty rapidly in her in her 20s. Um, so yeah, for me, my breasts have always been a bit of a thing. Not like badly, because you can buy push-up bras and whatever. And as I've got older, I actually love that I don't have to wear one. Um, but when I was younger, it did. It was a big thing. And it was it was something I did think about. It was like, I want breasts to feel more confident, to, to feel more like womanly. Um, but I did. It took me. I never. I never actually went for the consultation. But it was a thought in my head for years. I didn't just go off. Whereas and do the it. thought in my head for years was, should I get them reduced? See. Yeah. Just shows. Yeah. So, what have you got for me today? This is exciting. Well, I should say that all the things that um, I'm choosing to talk about in this little product slot that we have, on, I'm absolutely fine. Um, are all old favourites. None of them are new. I, th- I I feel a bit distrusting about the um, speed with which the beauty industry produces new, um, you know, new serums and pastes and unguents and powders. Um, and I I've got some stuff that I stick to. So these are mostly kind of classics and old favourites. So the one today is, is, is again has been around for I think twenty years, mm, and it's called it's from a range that you may know called Nukes N U X E, and it's called Wheel Prodigies. Isn't that French? So French. Do you know what? That just reminds me of going on holiday in France and spending hours in pharmacies. Yeah. There was a cream um, that all, all the beauty editors and the fashion editors used to use years ago called Ombriolisse, which you can now get in Liberty, I think. It's not expensive. It's just like it's just like an all-purpose cream, but it was just it just proved that you were sort of international and, you know, uh, and sophisticated because you had a bat, but the, the more battered, the better old tube of this stuff in your makeup bag. Yeah, those French pharmacies with the really scary French, you know. Pharmacists. Pharmacists, exactly. The word left me for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's in a very French bottle. It's in a quite an unhelpful um, square glass bottle. And the reason it's unhelpful it's in a square glass bottle is because the moment you get oil on your hands, this square glass bottle will slip through your fingers like an orange pip. So it will leap from your fingers. That's um, like when you go to the loo in a kind of posh hotel and then you use their hand cream and then you forget that you put the hand cream on and then you can't open the door because you your hands are slippery. You can't open the door, you can't pick up a glass. You can't do anything. You wipe your hands on your dry clean only super new suede skirt. Well, and this, you is, think, this is when you realise why women do that incredibly unsexy thing of doing hand cream in bed. Yes. Because like, it's the one time you don't have to touch anything or press anything or do anything. You can just sit there with your arms waving till it dries, which takes like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's the last thing exactly I do. You're quite right. And I'm like, and I feel like I'm sort of doing, I'm like shaking my hands now loudly. And that's the, the dry rasp of unmoisturized <laughs> hands being wrung. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so this stuff. So the thing to do is to spray it wherever you want to spray it. In my case, all over my body with one hand. 
And then put down the very French unhelpful beautiful on your dressing table square glass bottle. So that it doesn't shatter. So it doesn't shatter your soul on the bathroom floor. Um, now, the point about this stuff is body oil gives your skin a slightly more glamorous finish than body cream. Just does. But also, none of us have got time to stand there hopping from foot to foot in the bathroom waiting for it to dry. So this stuff is a dry body oil. So it makes you in no way slippery, but it does give you that slight sort of glow. But the, the point about this stuff, and I think the reason it's been around, the texture's very nice, that's all fine and good. You know, it does a bit of moisturizing, you can use it on your hair. Very good if you've got Afro hair, really thick hair, frizzy hair, curly hair, not so good if you've got hair like mine, which is very fine and badly behaved and lank and awful. Um, more of which later. It's a multi-purpose oil, but the point of it, and the point that um, the, th the bit of it that I've really got a crush on, and I'm like embarrassingly keen on, is the smell, um, because it has. Even though it has, you know, it again, I'll say it's a wonderful oil. It's got sweet almond oil, macadamia oil, um, hazelnut oil, camellia oil, all highly nourishing, and it's free from preservatives. It's free from silicones, all that nasty stuff. Really virtuous. Um, but you know, you could oil yourself up with 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 many, you know, virtuous oh and nasty free creams. I just want you to keep saying oil, just making me so happy. Oil. Um, but the point about it is is the smell, and it is quite highly scented. So if you like to use fragrance-free body stuff then, you know, look elsewhere. Go for something like a Balance Me or even a Body Shop Sweet Almond Oil or something like that. But um, but, but with this, I mean, it's um, it's got orange blossom, magnolia and vanilla, basically. But it reads as a kind of almost lily of the valley, um, but fresh. And, and and I think there's some kind of secret sauce um, that, that that's in there that they're not telling us about because it's completely transporting. It takes you to sunset fuck knows where, some island, you know, that none of us have ever been to, but we need to go to soon. And it it's, you can wear it instead of scent, because it really lingers on the skin. Um, and it's rapturous. Let me just spray it, let me hear. I literally can't can wait you, to get my dry you, hands I'm gonna hand it around it. So can you hear the spritz, guys? There yeah. you go. And let the magic begin. Here, I'm handing it to Emily. Oh. That's me with my dry hands rubbing. Oh. It smells sort of buttery, doesn't it? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So I'm always really suspicious when things say multi-purpose dry oil, face, body hair. I mean, multi-purpose kind of means, unless you're some sort of extraordinary sort of island woman, that you use it where you need it or where you can get away with using it. Right. You know, because I'm not going to use this on my face, although some people do, and I'm not going to use it on my hair because I'll end up with you know, three lank strands of horror. Um, but, you know, and I think, you know, I will go to, so far as to say that I think this is really sexy. I think if you want to go on a date or, you know, hang out with your bloke and you don't want to smell of something really kind of duty-free and chemical and contrived, then something like this is completely brilliant. It really, I mean, we're in a very kind of functional but very nice Entail studio, but honestly, I suddenly feel like I'm about to kind of walk along the beach of the pink sands of Harbour Island. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It smells it, rich, doesn't it? It does. It rich. smells... Yeah. And it smells really French in that. Also, that's the other thing about these multi-purpose oily type things where you're just like, because I'm French, I can just spray it on and I just walk and down the street. And then I will walk down the street and then I will be discovered. Well, of course, I was in the tabac and I was discovered. And So anyway, um, give this a go. I just think it's really hard to go wrong. And the smell, honestly. Lauren. Hi. Can we have a look in your makeup bag? Yeah. <laughs> ah. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. It's They've got pandas. very sweet little pandas all over it. It is. It is a. It's a. It's a good sized bag. What have I got? So I've got all of it's coming out. Okay, Savlon. Um, tattoos, aren't they? 
Yeah, oh, tattoos. I was about to do an impression of your accent. I thought that is in no way going to be good. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so so okay, tattoo aftercare. Yeah, yeah. Emily has tattoos. I have no tattoos. Yes, yeah. So that's just to keep things. So how owie is a tattoo? I don't know. Do you know what? Does it depend where? Yeah. So like my inside of my arm is still quite tender from my tattoo. How long did that? How long did that one take? An hour. It's the time, isn't it? Because the first, if if it's small. It doesn't, oh, it just doesn't, do you know, it's like a scratch. It's almost like having like, you know when you have your eyebrows threaded or yeah. your bikini wax or something, and they do the first one, you think, I mean, this is fine. And by the time it's been going for 30 seconds, you want to punch them. It must mm-hmm. be like an exaggerated version of that. Yeah, it's a tattoo is a fun, it's really weird actually, because this on my arm is the second biggest tattoo I've got, but the one on my back, I feel like I was in a lot more pain with, but I think, because of everything I've been through, my pain, pain threshold's on another level now. Yeah, of course. Like my body's just a bit more accepting of, of a bit of torture. Is that because <laughs> you felt so sick with chemo? Yeah, yeah, I think my body's just been through a lot, so getting also, that all through choice is fine. Yeah. Yeah, toes are all right. I think it all depends on your pain, pain threshold and where you're at in your cycle and stuff, I think. Yeah. And so keep it clean, put on the Savlon. Put on the Savlon, okay, yeah. Okay, so we've got the Savlon here. Yeah. Um, now, what do you put on your skin? Ah, oh, one of my old favourites, darling. Face and body. MAC face and body. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Super buildable. Buildable, and it's just light on my skin. Like I said, I'm not a big makeup wearer, so I just want something to even out my skin tone, something just to make me look But a your bit makeup's more quite up. grown up. Do you think yeah, so? Yeah, I do. I think it's quite grown up. I think you've got very good skin as well. You've got good skin. You're wearing, yeah. Got, it's, I'm very touch wood. I'm grateful for the good skin. Um, yes, so Mac Face and Body. What I like about Mac Face and Body is that you can put it on and you can ha- it'll be like a tinted moisturizer, yeah. unless you layer it up a bit and then you yeah. get proper. So you can, you know, if, you, for, if I if I wear it for a party, I put on almost like a couple of coats. Yeah, exactly. And I don't feel like I've got loads of makeup on because I hate feeling like caked. Mm. Can so. I ask a, a an amateur question? When it says body, it doesn't mean like. What does it mean? Does it mean it does mean body yeah. because Mac is an editorial yeah. brand, really? Right. Yeah. So it meant that if you were doing a shoot. You could put it on the body. They could, could use it on this your, on your whole body. Or, really? Yeah, of yeah, course. Even out the skin tone. So, like, if you had like a red chest or anything, it will even all that. Um, there's an amazing body makeup which Beyonce uses, mm. and which someone gave me. And you're like, body makeup? Why would I wear body makeup? But actually, if you want to get a leg out in December yeah. and you don't wear tights, because tights make me feel unbelievably claustrophobic and panicky yeah. and sweaty. Yes, and sweaty. Use this stuff on your legs. Doesn't come off on your clothes. Uh, I think it's okay, called skin need... even. No, all even. It's called. Oh, you see, you paid because attention. Because I paid attention. Because she sprayed, sprayed your you leg. You sprayed my leg, and then I had one like perfectly kind of you know out leg, and one don't ever come out in December until you know whatever. Like I'm gonna have to get that because I do yeah. like a bare leg. Either. It's also idiot proof. I mean, I say that because I, I know that I could use but it. Also, Beyonce can't sweat it off on stage. Yeah. Then you can't sweat it off. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100% you cannot. Well, actually, my menopausal flushes might give her a run for a <laughs> Okay, let's go on. So, oh, um, what's in this? Unlabeled. Um, oh, no, that's just body cream. So, like, I use, um, what is it, like, the Palmer's coconut oh, butter. But, but the one with, like, no parabens. Well, it's, again, all natural, so it's all coconutty. But I love it because it's really thick and, like, it smells nice. But, yes, yeah, so I moisturise. Nice. Like, like, what um, what fragrance do you wear these days? Uh, perfume. Yeah. I wear... Um, Coco Mademoiselle. Uh, I do like Coco Mademoiselle, but I also like I love the Labo fragrances. So oh, I'm classy! Go, but I, but the thing is, they're bloody pricey. But I've my friend Emma Sexton of Talk Radio. Hi, Em. <laughs> g- gave me the best life hack this weekend. So basically, at Marlebone High Street, the Labo, you can go in for twenty five quid and buy little sample bottles, and they've got a spray top, so you can like buy loads of different ones, and they last for ages because they're so strong. That um, is a good life. hack. That you is a welcome. very good life hack. And the Labo. Sort of slightly improbably has a properly funny Instagram feed called um, Overheard Lalabo. Anyway, 
Have a look at that. Uh, and an eyelash curl. I haven't seen one of those in a makeup bag for a while. Yeah, I do. I've, I've, having lost my eyelashes. Yes. Now I've got them again. The novelty of putting on mascara is not lost on me. Every time I do it, I'm still like, oh, oh, it's there. And how as, long do they go for? Um, oh my god, for ages. I had like three. My one of my best friends just um, came through breast yeah. cancer and very aggressive treatment, and you know double mastectomy and reconstruction chemo and all that and I gave her some stuff called rapid lash I've heard this is amazing and uh, and she said it's been extraordinary I use but it on my eyelashes it's though 21 quid oh my god is maybe 22 it? there's revitalash is 70 okay. rapid lash is 20 something and is this Amazon. the one it's like a mascara no it's this like a liquid eyeliner okay yeah, I've used that. I did use it on my eyelash will grow back and it's good. But the thing is, your but if eyelashes, you use it now, yeah, it, will, it will give your eyelashes like 30%. Okay, so I'm going to get back into it. Because I like, yeah, I've always, I always had quite good eyelashes. Um, and the thing is, they grow back, but then they shed again quite quickly. It's like, I only feel like now, over a year and a half old, that my body hair's fully like coming back into its, its own. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really like took ages then to come back um, I see a tiny tiny unidentifiable pot of MAC um, that was given to me so I went and had my makeup done in MAC and it was their strobe cream yes so I just jab it on my cheekbones here is that um, a highlighter yeah in... just to give a bit of a highlight yeah but, but, it's a, but also it's it. another MAC it's it's another MAC face and body product yeah. okay so you could use strobe cream it's very subtle you could use it on yeah. your collarbones you can use it on the you, you know if you want to make your in the sun if you want to make your legs look rather glamorous and slightly mm. slimmer just right down the front of your calves mm. there are all sorts of things you can do with strobe cream just on the edges of your yeah. actual shoulders here so the light catches yeah. them I'm, it's almost gone now so I need to get, actually buy some but I feel like MAC should be getting more airtime at the moment I feel like people are really sort of neglecting MAC because there are so many shiny new makeup brands yeah around. this is very very true but I just I like I, I stick with what I know and here we've got some quite grown up eyeshadows from MAC a sort of yeah well the that one that shiny highlight one I put in the inside of my eyes and I, I put that. it like underneath I need to learn how to bone. do this now there's about three people have said this and I'm like I it don't really even know what that opens, means it but makes your eyes pink. I know but I don't know what, I still well, don't know I what I you mean I used to put white <laughs> eyeliner in the inside but yeah. I, that, I, I can't bother with that anymore, so now I just do that little corners. That's a really old-fashioned trick, the yeah. white eyeliner. What you need is new eyeliner. Oh. Because if you've been crying, or you're knackered, or menopausal, yeah. or just feeling deranged, and your eyes go, like mine today are quite yeah. red and sort of a little bit sore, um, a nude eyeliner, like yeah. a Smashbox nude, yeah. is better than a white. A white yeah. one makes you look yeah. like a drag queen, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, and these are well used. It's quite rare you see eyeshadows where you can see all the metal at the bottom. Yeah, so I know. The, you commit. Yeah, the, well, the brown one is my actually. It was how I do my eyebrows. I use ah. that eyeshadow on it, so I just use a little brush. And, and do you it. use this for eyeliner as well? Um, no, that's my eyeliner there. And what make it's, is this? It's a Smashbox one. Oh, Smashbox is great. I love them. I'm, I'm quite new to Smashbox. Um, Smashbox, but they are out really of a good. Photographic studio in LA. Yeah, they're um. so good, but they. Um, that one's like, a, that one doesn't budge. That's what I use in my top. Like, um, I feel like Smashbox really get it, actually. They're amazing. They're really good. And I love the girls that work there. And you've got some more Smashbox here, yeah. which is a nice bronzer. A, bronzer. a nice bronzer. A nice matte bronzer. I don't really use bronzer. blusher. I think I've, I've already got quite a little bit of a redness in me. So like when I get flushes and stuff, so I'm just like, I'll just put bronzer on. Yeah, no, I don't. And I'm lazy. Sure. And also bronzer's quite good for a bit of contouring, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, so uh, Smashbox uh, concealer. Yeah. Very good. And what's this? That's just, um, that's a brow pencil and like a little brush thing from Benefit, but I kind of use the brush bit more. So, and so I, so you lost your eyebrows, presumably? Yes. So are they quite important to you now? Yes. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, 
like they thinned out a lot. There was there was quite a few like stragglers, so I could kind of make out the shape. But it's such hard work when you're in chemo. I can't tell you like just to look yourself takes so much effort. Really, and then you draw what, one, and one look looks like happy, it. and one looks sad, and you're just like, oh. To lot. look yourself, you mean, do you mean to look, uh, not look like a sick person, but to yeah. recognise yourself to recognize in the mirror? Yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes Did a you lot. ever sort of catch sight of a person in the mirror and think, oh? I was very good at not. I'd walk around the house not wearing a headscarf. I'd walk around. I'd, I'd do Instagram stories because I was like, if I get used to looking at myself like this, then it's, I stop looking at myself as a sick person. This is just what I look like at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I kind of embraced it. And you know what's really nice? Now everyone thinks I look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. Everyone's like, you look so well. I'm like, so thanks. Because yeah. I look like a potato. <laughs> it's great. Um, and Another so here we've plus. got a bit, a nice bit of Urban Decay love, Urban Decay. Yes. Now they're, yeah. they are. You can tell which one I wear all the time. They are discontinuing. <laughs> they're one of their most famous eyeshadow palettes, and I think it might be this one. This is the Urban Decay Naked Two Basics eyeshadow, yeah. and there's been a great furore. Ferrari? Ferrari. Ferrari. Because they're just discontinuing, and it's just the best neutrals in the world, really. They are, yeah, I, I, I literally just straight on the on the top lid. Great. And and Maybelline mascara. And yeah, because I, I just love, yeah. That How often do you change me. your mascara? <sighs> Can I have a look? I'm a I'm, bit I'm, of a mascara. I try and do it every three months. But I mean, I don't. But I just I don't. Sort of do it when it either dries um, up or smells weird. Dries up. So, that, but I do find with Maybelline after about three, four months, I'm ready for a new one anyway. And you can get a new one because it's Maybelline, exactly. not Longcom. Exactly. So yeah, I do. I just go for the Maybelline. Um, and um, and then finally, this rather this I do think this lipstick's rather grown up. I don't know how to describe it. It's the Mac. Oh, it's the Mer. Mer. Yeah, Mer. It's really weird. It's Mer. what day. So like at the minute because it's winter time, I find like some a lot of Macs matte. Um, lipsticks quite drying yeah. and they're very pigmented so when I wear their pink pigeon which is one of my favourites I always get the lip liner there for a couple of days it stays on mm. and um, I oh, wear oh I know what red. you mean yeah I wear a lot of red lipstick as well but yeah it just depends what mood I'm in I know, I know I'm at a lot of meetings there's something about today, having so just, leftover yeah, lipstick on your on your mouth a couple of days, mm. days that makes you feel like a sort of withered husk mm, yeah I agree <laughs> I'm like why is it it's absorbed into me I feel like I'm drying out it's like <laughs> I don't know how to describe this colour colour it's sort of it's sort of what colour is that? It's, I think it's like a pinky brown. But it does look like a very sophisticated colour. Oh, cheers, guys. Yeah. Um, and do you put your face on every day? Or have you just done it for every us? Every day? Yeah. So, like yesterday, I didn't have a face on at all. I was just at home working, working on a Sunday. Working for yourself is long. Um, but yeah, but I did a bit of work and then went to my mum's house. And I. the weird thing is, since being on TV, like I literally went from being just Lauren like who did the podcast and whatever and was on Instagram to being someone who was on first dates and whose best friend had died in the media and I was everywhere within the space of three days. Do you get stopped in the street? Yes. And so does that make you want to have your best face on? Yes. Of course yeah. it does. So I, it's really weird. There's times I try not to think too much about it. Like if I'm rushing around and I can't be bothered to put makeup on, I don't think too much about it. But I am definitely very much aware now that I'm visible. Is, yeah. So do, do you put it on to make yourself look pretty feel confident or feel almost just prepared feel put together yeah yeah i feel like i, I get I, I choose my outfit and and I, and I put my makeup on and it's not a lot it's not like i have to spend ages doing my face it takes me 15 minutes so it's like actually for me it's just preparing myself for the day it's part yeah. of my routine you've also got a really strong look which is great in the sense that because it's like you know you know what you're doing mm. you, you're not suddenly it also I, makes you very recognizable as well, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Because what my, I've always worn a bold lip, so like today's a bit more muted with the pinky, what that colour. But normally it's like a bright red or a, a bright pink, and that's like my power. I wore it in the chemo chair, 
So like, did you? Yeah. I, every Hell time I went yes. for chemo, bright pink. My first chemotherapy, I went in a leopard print polyester blouse, pair of jeans, Gucci loafers, and bright pink lipstick. I was ready to go. Fuck you, cancer. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, We talk a lot uh, on this podcast and generally about the idea of imperfection and Mm -hmm. how perfection is being peddled at us, Mm. as you say, from every platform. And really, it's it, it, I don't know who it's for, but it's not for us. Perfection. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't How believe do you it. feel now? Yes, after everything that you've been through, and yeah. just, about the idea of, of, of perfect faces and perfect bodies. And I don't believe there's, I don't believe, I don't believe in the word imperfection. And when I see people going, embrace your imperfections, I'm like, what? I'm like, we are normal. Yeah. Do you know who the imperfect people are? The people who are changing their bodies to look like someone they're not. A normal human body is a normal human body. Yeah. They come in all different shapes and sizes, all different colours and types. Like, it's... Stop... Like, I hate the word imperfection. So, like, my thing is, I love my height. Yeah, I may be an imperfection to someone. I'm five foot two. I've always been the shortest out of everyone, but I love it because I'm a little lol. I love when I meet people and they're like, oh, my God, you're so tiny. I'm like, I know, you can put me in your pocket. <laughs> when I was when I was younger, I hated being the smallest person. Now I'm, like, I quite like it. Also, it's, it's one thing that you genuinely can't really do anything about. Yeah, I don't like. I just like. I quite like being like a little pocket person. Like it's nice. Like it's fun. It's part. It's part of who I am. Yeah, and also I suppose healthy bodies are perfect bodies. I just yeah, I hate the term imperfection. Yeah. I really I begrudge that term. Well, it's just another way to kind of bash ourselves over the head with something. It's isn't another it? way to make you feel inutterably. Like, yeah, yeah. Less than. Less than. Yeah. Is there a, is there a, a mantra that you live by that you say to yourself or? Um, love all, trust for you, do wrong to none, which is something that I've always had from a very young, like, in my teens. I think it's like, it's a Shakespeare thing. And my mum had it somewhere. My mum being a wise owl, had it printed somewhere. And I was like, oh, I like that. And it's just, for me, it's how I like to live. And that's how I am. But since being ill, my whole thing is like, this is not a test. Hmm. So I have such, um like a much bigger call to action to live than I ever did before, I guess. I think also there's a certain sense that we're all waiting for the time when we can be happy. Oh my God, Waiting yeah. for the time when we can be fulfilled, waiting for the prize. Then you realise there isn't a prize. This is the prize. A hundred percent, mate. It's like, when I lose weight, I will be happy. When I get yeah. this, I will be happy. When I meet so-and-so, I will be happy. And it's actually, you need to make your happy happen now because tomorrow isn't promised. So just do what you need to do now. And I find that that is something that's really in my head now. Like, the reason why Girl vs Cancer is doing the things it is, the reason why I'm, like, doing the podcast and all the opportunities that are happening at the minute, which are mental in my life, is because rather than sitting back and going, can I, should I, I'm like, I want to do it, I'm doing it. Yeah. I don't wait. Like, getting three tattoos last week, I was like, well, what am I, I want yeah. him, so I'm getting them This done. is not a drill. This is not a drill. It really isn't, and I... And that's the thing I keep trying to say in my head. And I think probably why I've become a lot more comf- comfortable in my body and who I am as a person and my friendship circles and my career is because I'm not waiting for permission anymore and I'm not putting that barrier to happiness on myself. I'm like, do I want to do that? Yes, we'll do it then. Lauren, you're a fucking inspiration. Thank oh, you so much Thank for you. coming to see us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Annabel Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Mid-Alt. That was the last episode of Series 1 of I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast. But we'll be back with a Boxing Day special and Series 2 in the new year. But in the meantime, if you miss us, you could always get your hands on I'm Absolutely Fine, the book. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Sometimes you need to remind them who the fuck they're dealing with. (laughs) 